G'day and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast. I'm your host, Rita Join. Today, you're going to eavesdrop on a topic that I did a live video on called, well, is career change worth it? Is a career change really and truly worth it? And this is going to be really important for you if you're in a position where you're entertaining the thought of a career change, if you've just stepped into one, if you are looking to start your own business, your own gig, if you're looking to now jump into management or executive or VP or really migrate to the next level of where you are currently. So if that describes you, if that's what's going to happen for you now or in 2019, is a career change worth it? You are going to benefit hugely from this episode because you're going to know what it's going to take to make that transition so much more easier. Enjoy. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome. Is a career change worth it? I've got the mic on today to make sure that you get extra benefit of the audio today. Is a career change worth it? This short answer is no, because right now, wherever you are in your working life, in your business or in your career, you've worked quite hard to get there already. You've gone to school, you've studied university, you have gone through the entry-level roles to be where you are right now, wherever that is for you. And so where you are, it's taken a lot of time. To engage with a career change is going to create, it's going to need from your behalf more time and more sacrifice and more learning. So the short answer is, is a career change worth it? The answer is no, unless there are four critical elements that you're willing to engage with, unless you're willing to take some moments of life to learn. So in other words, when I was going into doing my own thing, so when I left corporate and I started to get into my own my own rhythm, my own gig, and I didn't call it a business at that time because it really wasn't a business. It was just trying to find my flow, trying to find what I wanted to do, what value that I wanted to bring to the market so that I could create a business. So when I was doing that, one of the biggest things that I learned was that, well, first you have to learn about the market that you want to get into. Then you have to look, look about what is exactly that they need versus what you feel that they need. So there's a learning curve, right? Now, I didn't know that while I was in corporate, but when I went on my own to create my own thing, that's what I did. So it's a learning curve. And the learning is really important. And the reason why it's important is because that's what we all crave. Learning is nothing more than growing. And that's why a lot of people come and see me because they're kind of tired, bored, frustrated, feel stuck or stunted by where they are right now. And so they want to challenge. And challenge is another word for I need to grow. I need to tap into my potential that I haven't tapped into. I need to get to the next level of myself. I need to increase where I am. I need to just bring a change. And all that can be summed up in one word, which is growth. I need to grow. And so if you want to entertain the thought of a career change, a job change, a business change, then you need to put aside time, put aside, put aside, put aside some time to make sure that you engross yourself with learning and the learning of what, of what is required of you of the next path. For me, it was exactly that, getting to know the market, getting to know what they really needed. When I first got into the um, to start my own thing, I wanted to teach children uh, confidence and I wanted to teach them via public speaking because if you can speak up then as a child then you're not going you're going to build that skill set as you go now when I was launching that when I was looking into it I'm thinking I'm going to go and speak to I'm going to go and um, 
you know, target children, target in terms of tell them, go to schools. But they're not the ones that pay, right? It's their parents that pay. And then I just thought it takes, for me, it took away that that spark to work with kids because I've got to get through their parents and the parents have got to get through over their stuff to get to the kids, right? I mean, so that's why I kind of put that aside because I know like one of my um, my friends, she's got two little boys and she keeps telling me, can you teach my kids how to public speak? I will pay you. I will get other mums. She really wants me to now, like two years later, she wants me to do that. But my point is at the time back then, it would have been an easier sell. Now it is because I've built it, right? It's an easier sell now. Hello there. Because, well, basically, hello everyone who's joining us. So I get carried away with these talks. She's um, she's wanting me to teach her kids how to do public speaking to increase their level of confidence. Now it's easier for me to teach it now because I've been I, I've been around and I've got some evidence of my work and I've got do you know what I mean? So people are engaged with my work so that they know the product of what I deliver. But when I was first starting, nobody knew me, so it was so much harder. So when you're looking to change careers, get to really understand what's the learning potential of what you need to do like are you like one of my clients came up to me and she was going to study um speech pathology she's going to go to university and study speech pathology because she wanted to become a speech pathologist then i took her to through the passion process which if you haven't done it it's free go and do it it's at unboxyourgift.com go download it it's free it'll teach you how to identify your passion i took her through that and she realized she didn't want to be a speech pathologist because she's like, I don't want to go to university and study. And I've already done that. I don't want to go again. I mean, I've got grown kids and I don't. And I said, so you don't need to do that. So why do you want to study speech pathology? Well, because, you know, it's, you know, there's a title involved and it's a good career and there's good money involved. And I said, well, do you want to work in hospitals? Because that's what speech pathologist has to do. You've got to be in, around hospitals. Are you okay with working around people who didn't like, do you know, I'm painting the picture of what it really, that's the learning that she has to have. She's like, no, I don't want to do that. Do you want to study for fights? There's nothing wrong with studying for fights, but do you want to take that on, engage with that? No, I don't want to do that. So then let's go find something else that's going to tick your boxes and what's going to light you up, that's going to energize you, and let's go do that rather than, trying to struggle to become a speech pathologist because it's just like agonizing even thinking about it. You know you want to do it because you want to be something or do something or become someone, but let's do it in a way that's going to really ignite your spirit, ignite your personality, All right? That's the first thing, the learning curve. The second thing is your time. Now, the biggest thing people tell me is that they don't have time to find their passion if you don't have time to find your passion then just keep doing what you're doing because passion your this is the this is the gift of your passion your passion is going to demand a different person than who you are right now hand on my heart that's exactly what your passion will teach you it's going to demand a different person than who you are today because where you are this very moment in your life right now all the things that you've got going on the good the bad the ugly the scary the hairy Everything that you've got going on right now has brought you to the person that you are now. Now, to find the next evolution of who you are, that's next find the next chapter of who you are requires a transformation from you so that you can get to that next level. And that requires time. And people say, I don't have time. That's fine. It's a cliche. Everyone says that, okay? I'm guilty of it as much as anyone else. But rather than saying, I don't have time, how about saying, that's not a priority for me right now. 
See, when you say that's not a priority for me right now, that it's because time is like uh, there's a, only a cert certain amount of time we can all have, right? There's only a limited amount. And we say we don't have any. Well, it's not like money. You can find more. It's not like, you know, um, going to colds and getting more food. Like There's only a limited amount of time. But when we say it's not a priority, well, we can control what's a priority and what's not a priority, right? And that gives you more access to your own critical thinking of what's a priority for you because when you can say giving time to my passion is not a priority now you know like you are making a confession to yourself about what you want to be able to give your time to and what needs to be reduced in you know where you're wasting your time because by changing the construct of time and thinking in terms of priorities you now have control whereas time we don't have control this aspect you do so the first thing is learning. The second thing is prioritizing your time when you're changing a career when, is to find out if it's really worth it. The third thing is that you really do need to upskill. What does that mean? One of the things that I've worked with people um, over the few years that I've coached people is upskilling them. Because just as your passion requires you to be a different person, just as your passion requires you to up-level, because you can't get to that passion unless you change, unless you transform, right? Because if you if you already had the transformation, you already have your passion right now. You'd all be living it. You'd be working on it. You'd be working in it, right? So in other words, you have to change to be able to get to your passion. Now, upskilling is a huge part of that. It's one of the things that I work on with people is how to upgrade their skills. That's what we specifically call it, upgrading your skills. So you need to look at what is my passion? Like what do you want to do? You want to start a membership. You want to be able to, um, I don't know, start a new product line. You want to be able to get a new VP uh, job at another company. Whatever your passion is, whatever you want to do, then reverse engineer. In other words, start with the end in mind. That's the goal, reverse engineer. What skills do I need to upgrade myself in so that I can attain that goal? Rather than thinking that's the goal, okay, where do I start? And then trying to work it out. That's going to take you a lot longer than that's the goal, okay, here I'm starting on point A, so I've got to go to point B, point C, point D. The best way to do it is to hack it. I'm telling you it's to hack your thinking. The way to hack your thinking and upgrade your skills quicker, effectively to get your passion sooner What's my passion? What do I need to do to reverse engineer that process? In fact, I've been teaching this from Islamabad to Singapore to Sydney to Canberra to Abu Dhabi. When I've gone to teach people how to uh, attract clients for their side gig or for their business, when I teach people how to find clients, that's the first thing I tell them to work on. I say, what is your offer? What do you want people to do? What do you want people to take action on with you, with your work? What's the next, like, what's the, the call to action? Then from that call to action, we reverse engineer their talk. See, a lot of people start their talk when their presentation is, hi, my name is so-and-so, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I said, today I want to talk about X, Y, Z. Then you go, you know what, it's just it's like the, the introduction, the body and the ending. That's fantastic if you're giving a lecture. But if you're wanting to create a movement, when you want to build a cause, when you want to have people rallying around what you want to be able to give to the world, you can't lecture people, okay, because there's plenty of lectures. It's called university. What you want to do is you want to create a transformation for people. But you've got to be committed to your own transformation before you can give it to someone else. You see that? And so to create the transformation for yourself, 
is to do what I teach when I teach people how to do speaking, is to start, what's the goal that you want the audience to go away with? What do you want them to do? What do you want them to have? What do you want them to think? What, do you, what is the end goal for the audience when you're speaking? You're reverse engineer the talk from that. Your passion, what do you want the goal to be? Reverse engineer from that and look at what skills do you need to upgrade? Let me give you um, a side lesson. When I was working for the media company, um, I used to train people on sales. And I used to train people on a whole host of things, but sales was one of the biggest things that I used to train people on. And when I came to work for myself, right, when I was doing my own thing, my biggest dilemma was sales, even though I used to train people. You know why? Because suddenly I wasn't selling a company's product, a big media company who was well-known, well-revered, people loved them, had a brand. I was now selling my product, which was like, um, like who's ready to join it? I was saying that to myself. Forget anyone else saying it. Like, and why would anyone want to buy from me? And what, what do I have that I could? And so I'm starting now to doubt myself. So immediately my goal was to upgrade my thinking. See, you think you have to do sales and tactics. No. One of the biggest things I had to shift when I was starting on my own is my own mindset about the value that I, was, I could give to people. Because I was still the same person. I knew sales. It's just I didn't have a company giving me a salary saying she can do it. I was on my own and I had to find my own way in thinking, thinking uh, to tell others that I can do it. And that takes a shift. It wasn't that I needed to learn anything extravagantly new. It's just I had to change my thinking about my own worth, my own value and really seeing the value in the market, right? And that's part of upgrading your skills. Right? That's a big part of it. And I'm giving you that example because most people think upgrading their skills is, well, maybe I need to get a website and maybe I need to learn how to do social media. That's important. But your biggest foundational upgrade is going to be your mind. And it's going to be on a consistent basis. In fact, I'm going to do a video about my morning routine because my morning routines have like really changed my whole work ethic. It's like revolutionary what I do in the mornings. I'll do another. If you want me to do that video, please let me know. And um, I'll tell you, show you my morning routine, how it sets me up so that I'm not questioning myself throughout the day because it's easy to do. When you've been an employee for so long or you've been in a certain job and now you want to upgrade to a managing role or a, an executive role or now you want to upgrade to go into your own business or make your own income on your own terms, when you do that, you're going to hit that wall where, they, where you think to yourself, Am I good enough? But this person's got a better product than me. Is my product good? What if it doesn't help anyone? What if I don't do anything? What if I waste all this money? What if I waste my time? What if I'm going to be like looking like an idiot? That is going to come up because if you've been conditioned, if you've worked for someone else ever in your life, those thoughts are going to come up. Your job is to find what triggers them, what's making you feel that way, and how to remedy that. And it's different for every person. It's different for every individual because like how we come up in life, how we travel the world, how we travel our own life, you know, how we deal with things is different for every person. So it's important to understand what triggers you. And another thing that I want to speak to that, and I'm actually going to, I, I'm, there's so much to talk about, guys, honest to God. The coffee experiment, if you haven't seen my coffee experiment, I'm going to do a version two, an update of one updated version the coffee experience is something that i think every female should do on the planet i'm going to say that again every female should do the coffee experiment why holy guacamole if you have trouble speaking up 
If you could come to a place in your life where you're like, I don't know if I'm good enough, am I enough? Is when you get to that place and you start to doubt yourself, or maybe I shouldn't speak up in this um, in this event or with my sister or with my spouse. Maybe I should keep quiet. When you know you need to speak up but you don't, you got to do the coffee experiment. And the coffee experiment, I'll give it to you in 30 seconds, or even less than that, is you go to a coffee shop. And for the next coffee, 10 coffees that you buy, even if you don't drink coffee, go get a tea. The next drink, 10 drinks that you buy from a coffee shop, 10 drinks, you need to ask for a 10% discount. Yep, yes, you do. You need to ask for a 10% discount. It's going to make you feel uncomfortable. It's going to make you feel like you want to cringe. It's going to make you feel like you don't want the coffee anymore. It's going to make you feel uncomfortable, which is exactly what you want to feel. Because the moment that you can shake off this, this, ah, what's the word? This, um, I don't know, the suffocation called embarrassment, the suffocation called, you know, getting uncomfortable. As soon as you can release that hold on you, now you can get comfortable again. Because the whole point of the experiment is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I recorded my 10 coffees because I wanted to show you what it looks like. And I'm going to put that up hopefully tomorrow or the next day. Um, it's a Tim Ferriss experiment that I did on myself. And I found it so valuable, honest to God. I'm telling everybody to do it. And the reason why I say females, I'll tell you why I say females, okay? I was listening to a guy this morning. Um, I was listening to a podcast this morning. And this guy was talking about he's in real estate. And he's talking, he went to um, go and audition for a, a TV show on Bravo. He's a real estate agent, okay? He went to interview or cast for a, a show on Bravo, a reality TV show on real estate, how to do listings. And he had 30 seconds to answer the question at the audition. They had to go through, I think 3,000 people came up to the auditions. He was one of the 3,000 people. And the question was, why should we put you on TV? And you know what he said? And he has never done real estate. I think he's done, he did about three months of real estate. At, this, at the time of this audition. He goes, because I'm the best. You're not going to find anyone else like me. And he said, and I'd only done like three months of real estate when I said, made that claim. And he said, for some odd reason, that he was hired. He's now on New York's greatest, some show on Bravo. I have no idea. It's, it's in New York. Anyway, he's got 25 million people that view him on this show, he had only done three months of real estate and he claims to have been the best in the world in real estate. And you know what? He could do that because he had the audacity to get comfortable with being very uncomfortable. And women lack that. Women lack that boldness. Women would go, well, I'm not the best. I've only doing three months. What if I don't know? He's not the best. He even said, I wasn't the best. I've only been doing it for three months. I mean, this is after now, years later. He's uh, making, like, making it all obvious now. But because he had that mind, like, you know, his mind was concrete on the fact that I am the best. What's it going to take to be the best? I'll find out. I'll work it out. And so he was saying that he was going around New York, okay, trying to find listings that were worthy enough to be put on TV. Can you imagine? Like, oh, my goodness. He's going to be put on TV. He's got to now look for those listings that are worth million-dollar listings so because the show is called Million Dollar Listing New York, something like that. Like, it's bizarre. But women will always put themselves down a bit. 
I don't know if I'm, and I'm please don't, don't confuse this with ego. I'm not talking about conflating our ego as women. I'm not talking about that. I don't like the ego, right? I'm talking about just a really good, healthy, if you can do it, why can't I? And if you can come with that level of robust confidence, here's my robust, you know what I mean? Like, and this coffee experiment is what's going to allow you to get to that moment where when God gives you that opportunity, you don't second guess yourself because he had 30 seconds to sell himself to the executive producers of the show, one of 3,000 people. And here's whatever it was came through. And so when God gives you that opportunity where you need to say yes, where you need to command confidence from yourself, I want you to go do this experiment so that you can call on confidence on demand and not, oh, well, you know, I'll just wait six more months and one more year, two more years until these ducks go in line. I do X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. So that guy could have said, let me wait 12 months so I can sell a million-dollar listing before I go on a show that is called a million-dollar listing. You know what I mean? Like he could have just said, let me just sell one house at a million dollars so I can prove that I can be on. No. And I, when I heard that this morning, I was just like, and that's why I want to share my morning routine with you because it, was, it just sets me high like why I am now. When I heard that this morning, I was like, wowzers. That's why women need to really up their game. And this coffee experiment is, I'm, I'm selling it to you because I want you to do it. But I'm going to give you the full video of how it happens hopefully tomorrow or the next. If you want that, guys, let me know so I can give you, I've recorded it. Like I've actually gone to the coffee shop, recorded asking for a 10% discount and you'll see their reactions. You'll see my, it's hilarious. It's, let me just say, it's hilarious. I learned a lot about myself, um, but I digress. I digress. I should do another video on experiments, guys. Let's go. The, the, so the first thing you need is to learn. The second thing is you need to prioritize time-wise. You need to upgrade your skills, number three. The fourth thing you need is that you need to take off your current glasses. Even though you're not wearing glasses right now, like, like eyeglasses, you need to take them off because the way that you're seeing the world right now is going to be very, very different to the way you're going to see the world when you're a VP, when you're an executive, when you're starting your own gig, when you're starting your own business. What do I mean by that? As an employee, you get paid for the hour. As an employee, you get paid $100 an hour, $50,000 a year, $100,000 a year to do your job, right? You get paid for the work that you put in. When you go and branch out and do your own thing, your own gig, you don't get paid for the hour. You get paid for the value that you bring to the hour. You get paid for the value that you bring to the hour. What do I mean by that? So when people come and coach, and I only coach with a very small group of people, when people come and coach with me and do a, like a VIP day with me or an intensive day with me, what I'm actually essentially doing is I'm taking years of what they'll have to learn and I'm going to give them with everything they need to have for the next 12 months, 24 months to just knock it out of the park. In other words, the mindset. In other words, all the books and all the training and all the experience and all the mistakes that I've made and all the successes that I have, I compile that for that individual and I give it to them on a silver platter and say, here's the recipe. Literally, here is the recipe. You just follow the recipe, two eggs, one cup of flour, one teaspoon of sugar. You know what I mean? Like a recipe. Here's the recipe, what you need to do so that you can get to this X goal. And that's why when people work with me, I'm not being paid for the hour, I'm being for the value. Because you can go to university and spend $30,000 on a degree. 
and that's a cheap degree. You could go spend $30,000 and come out on the other end not liking the, the new career path or not being able to get a job or thinking you, you get the job and you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this anymore. I hate this. I've had university students come to me who have studied law. They've done five, taken five years out of their life, five years out of their life and done law and they've come to me and said, I don't want to do law. Like I'm about to graduate and I don't want to go and practice law. So I'm like, why did you study it? Well, because I got the marks and I got in and I thought it would be a good thing. You know, the same thing. Oh, you know, it's the same, same story. And my argument is that if you could just, just stop thinking about everybody else. Because remember the mindset piece, upgrading your skills? If you could just stop thinking of everyone's opinion and just look at what do I want to give to the world that I haven't yet done? What do I want to leave in the world that I haven't yet done? What I want, do I want to be remembered for that I haven't yet done? If you can ask, and I say this to students specifically because they think that, you know, you know they've got this vision of, you know, that all I need is my marks, all I need is my parents to be happy. Your parents will be happy when you're happy. And if you can answer that question, how do you want to be remembered that you haven't yet done, that's going to get you so raw and real with yourself. You can't escape that question because it's a question directed at you and you can't use exam marks or what marks I got from my HSC or how much money I want to make or the title that I want to have. You can't use that because when you're in the grave, that's not going to matter. What you leave in the world when you're in the grave that's what's going to matter. What, what are you going to leave in the What do you want to do? For me, and I just want to bring this down so that you can see the um, parallel that I'm making here because I'm not exempt from any of this. For me, if I can teach one person, if I can just teach one person to find that thing that lights them up, and if that person can take that passion and turn it into a profession and they now are in a position where fulfilment is their currency, where their ambitions are aligned with helping others, and I've contributed to, to a small aspect of that, that I have been able to give one soul the benefit of finding their gift, then that's what I want to be remembered for. That's what I want to leave in the world. And that's why I did the Creative the Passion process. Because if I can just have my goal is just to help one person, like really, because the passion process is free people. Like it's free on unboxyourgift.com. How many people, because it's free and I've put it there for free on purpose so that people can just go do it and find their passion. But guess how many people actually go and do that? Not many. And sometimes it's like, well, it's free. Why would I, is it worth anything? Because, I mean, if it's free, I mean, is it good? Is it not good? I mean, if I charge $10,000 for it and then I get people coming and working with me, that's what's crazy about it. If I charge $10,000 for you to sit down, you and I to sit down, and some people, that's why they hire me because they do want my input. They do want my insight into their work, you know, and that's why they come and work with me privately. But if you want to do it on your own, it's there. It's like at unboxyourgift.com. I'm telling you, go get it, go do it, download it and find your passion. So once you take, that, take off your glasses of how you're currently seeing the world and you put on the new ones, right, you're now going to have to see the world in a different way in that you are going to be rewarded for the value you put into the world. 
not being paid for the hour, but by the value you bring to the hour. And I believe that's a quote from Jim Rohn. But that's what it's really about. When you can stop seeing yourself as an employee being paid, because you could work 10 hours, you could work 30 hours, you could work 100 hours, and you not get paid nothing. That's the reality of it. Or you could work an hour and get paid $10,000. That's the reality of it. That's the reality of it. And so my point in sharing that with you is that you're learning, you're prioritizing, you're upskilling, the change of glasses that you're wearing are all what's required if you're looking for a career change. And last but not least, and this is one that I put into practice every single day, and that is that everything is a learning curve. From what I talked about before is you need to have a passion and the goal and reverse engineer from that passion and that passion and reverse engineering from that. The whole point of that is so that you're not going to go in one straight line towards the goal, even though you reverse engineer, but you need to tweak it along the way and you need to curb your triggers. You need to curb your frustration. You need to curb. It's a big, it's a big, you know, starting your own thing, going to the next level of your career is a whole new personal development adventure. And that's why you want to be able to tweak your journey, your learning as you're going through it. Because the tweaking is where the, the magic is at. The tweaking. You know, I, I was reading up on planes. I was listening to a lecture on this. And planes, when they, like, for example, a plane can go from Australia to England. And they've, it's done that many times over. The path, the route, how to get from Australia to England, to London. Let's say London. From Sydney to London. Yet every single time, the plane goes from Sydney to London, they still have to check with the base down on ground to make sure they're on the right track, that on they're on the right route. They're still checking, they're still tweaking their journey, even though that journey from Sydney to London has been taken many, many times, if not thousands of times, the hundreds of thousands of times. Do you know what I mean? So they're still tweaking even though it's been done. And that's part of starting a new career, is tweaking that journey in which you want to take. And so is a career change worth it? It absolutely is in my eyes. And it absolutely is because you need to find the time to learn. You need to prioritize the time to learn. You need to upgrade your skill and mindset. You need to be able to put on a different set of glasses than what you've been used to because the next level of you is going to require a, diff a new level of who you are and what you bring to your passion and then tweaking the journey, the learning as you go. So wherever you are in the world, if this has been of help for you, please let me know. Please make sure you subscribe, that you like this page, this podcast, this uh, TV that you're watching right here, and leave me a comment. Let me know what you're looking for. Let me know what topics that you're wanting me to cover because my whole goal is to bring you value. And the value that I want to bring you is what you need. And the best way for me to bring it is for you to tell me. So if you can leave me a comment or Better still, if you could please do us the honor of leaving us a review of what you think of our pro work, our programming, what we're giving to you, that would be truly, truly uh, exceptional and we'd be grateful for it. So wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, life is a gift. Let's unbox it.